The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hang Time, a pro basketball podcast. Hi, uh, this is the Hangtime Podcast. I'm Will Posnan, and I'm joined by one of the New York Liberty's veteran leaders, Kia Stokes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's new. <laughs> it's it's kind of a cool dynamic, though. I, w- I was watching you guys, and uh, you guys have a really young team, but it looked like uh, you it was a lot of fun, and um, and like. You guys are all on the same page in terms of the goals and everything, and it just looked like you guys were playing well together. Yeah, I mean, it obviously didn't end it. Uh, didn't end how we wanted to um, with our first game, but um, it was nice to go out there. The good thing about having so many rookies is that they all want to play hard, um, yeah. which is sometimes it's hard to find, you know, once you get into your later years. So we got some cleaning up to do, but all in all, like, they're super eager. They want to win. They want to like they're all down to earth. Um, so yeah, you know, I have a high hopes for the season. I think we can make the playoffs, even though no one predicted us to. Well, I believe <laughs> but, in um, you guys. You know, that's all we need. Just a few people. <laughs> and we believe, we believe in each other and uh, that's all that matters too. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> cool. Well, let's, uh, we'll, we'll get to the game because it was, uh, the game made national headlines, but let's start with, uh, how was it transitioning into the wobble, and what was it like? What was the process for being brought into it? So listen, <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, I'll get some backup before we even were allowed into the bubble, and I say the bubble loosely because it's not really a bubble. We play play our games off campus, but that's another story. Um, so before we even left to come to Florida, we're at IMG Academy. Uh, we had to pass three uh, COVID tests. So if you had all three negatives, you could fly in on the six. If any of those were positive, you had to be retested every day until you got two negatives in a row, and then you could fly. So um, our seventh rookie just got here uh, five days ago, and so you have to spend the first four days in quarantine. So yesterday was her first practice. So like now, after even after our first game is when we finally had our full team here. So... It was um a lot to get here, and then now that we're here, um, it's it took some time to get used to. It's just not what we expected. Um, there's like regular people, and I put that in quotes because like I don't know I don't know what they do, but um they you know they're here on campus. Like there's high schoolers on campus, so it's a little not bubble like um in that way. But there are um WNBA only places on campus why so, are there why are there high schoolers on campus um i mean they're practicing we got some tennis courts that they be on uh <laughs> they be running the track um i think it's like summer school i don't know i don't really ask too many questions but we're like they're not allowed to talk to us and we're not allowed to talk to them 
except in like passing on a shoot like hey so they're like oh my god we love you i was like oh my god i feel special <laughs> um but yeah so that was like an adjustment but they're doing the most uh the best they can obviously it's gonna be hard to actually be secluded um with such a short notice and they didn't want to take us to orlando because they just felt like that was a lot so yeah um it's better now the only thing that i'm really upset about and also, guys, I saw on this reality TV show called The Lodge. It comes out on my Instagram. But they didn't give me a golf cart. And they wouldn't even let my friend send me an electric scooter. Like, they said no players are allowed to drive any electric vehicles. So even if I want to get a Segway, I couldn't do it. Like, how messed up is that? And the campus is big, and it's so hot out here. It's, like, humid all the time. I literally sweat all day. And they won't but let yeah, you have that. a golf cart or a Segway? No, no. Like, no player can have an electric vehicle. Like, apparently, Candace Parker uh, had a, someone send her an electric scooter, and then somebody snitched on her, and she had to give it up. Because I guess there's, like, a rule on campus that, like, no student. You're... I put that in quotes, too, because we're not students, but I don't know. I that's insane. That's That makes yeah. no sense, because that's a rule for high schoolers during a normal school year. Like, that's, like, no passing notes in class. And then they're just Listen. extending that rule to professional athletes who happen to be there during a pandemic. That's that doesn't make any sense. That would be it like doesn't. if they were well, like. I mean, we get we get two golf carts per team, but none of the players can drive them. So either like our trainer has to drive us, or the adobo, or like an an assistant coach, or even head coach, um, if they happen to be going the same way. But the not problem, but there's nine of us that live in like this part of campus that's like a 10 minute bike ride to like testing or like a five minute ride to the gym. So nine of us live in one place, but then the coaches live in another place across campus, like a 15 minute bike ride away. So they're not coming over with the golf carts to pick us up and take us. So we have to ride our bikes around campus, which is fine, but it's hot all the time. Yeah. And so... also golf carts are fun. Like you want to all, drive a golf cart. It wouldn't even be fun here. There's so many speed bumps. Like it would not even be okay. worth it. I mean, it would, because I want to have to, you know, use my muscles after <laughs> practice. But <laughs> it's just, there's so many speed bumps. Oh, my God. And the other worst part is, like, when we get food delivered, it has to go to, like, the beginning of the apartment complex. And we're, like, in the, like, the furthest building from the gate. And they won't let them deliver it to our doorstep or groceries or anything, like Uber Eats, DoorDash. Like, we have to leave our apartment, go all the way to the front of the complex to pick up our food to come all the way back. And it's so annoying because I'm like, yo, there's so I ordered groceries yesterday and it was like six bags and there's like a gallon of milk, like a pack of water, like heavy stuff. And I'm over here sweating, trying to carry this stuff back to my room. Like, ugh. other than that, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Let me that, stop complaining. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, it. I guess that one is a little bit more defensible. I guess they're worried about like people going into the building and like transmitting the virus or whatever is that the no problem? that's crazy because i don't know it's i don't know they oh they didn't know. even explain. <laughs> see they should have to explain their thought process on a thing like that because it's just it seems trivial to be like you can't have so groceries brought to you in the first well they can't so it was crazy because in the first four days when we got here everyone had to quarantine like you couldn't we couldn't leave our apartment so like me and Ursa and zowie are roommates and we couldn't leave so everything got delivered to our doorstep. Like, they brought our groceries. They're like, you can't leave the apartment. You can't leave. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, I really don't have to leave my place. Like, my, I don't have to uh, walk to the front. 
And then as soon as we were out of quarantine and we could start practicing, they're like, we're not delivering stuff anymore. Like once it gets dropped off here at the front, you got to come get it. And then even like, you know, Bria has her son. And so her caretaker um, isn't here right now. Like he left, but he's going to try to come back. I don't know if he can do that. But um, so she. Her caretaker is Lou Williams. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be hilarious. Uh, No. (laughs) But um. Yeah, so, like, even she was, like, can you just come bring the groceries, like, to my doorstep? I have my three-year-old son. Nobody is with, like, can stay here and watch him at my house. And they're, like, no, you got to come get it. She's, like, what the heck? Like, it's just an inconvenience thing, which I know it sounds like I'm complaining so much. But I just feel like you're at the you're at the, the, the complex. Like, someone else is there. You can run the groceries back. Like, you have a golf cart. Everyone else has a golf cart. <laughs> everybody except the players it's literally yeah. like and they're doing circles around you guys while you walk everywhere sweating yep exactly well uh in case people i don't think anybody thinks you're complaining too much i mean i asked you what it's like in the bubble and you said what it's like but uh are there any are there any like highlights about the bubble any things that surprised you with being especially good um well, speaking of transportation, it's all flat. So riding my bike, it's not the worst because it's not hilly. So, okay. you know, there's positives in that. Um, but otherwise, it's nice actually being here with, like, the other teams. I mean, I guess I could go good or good and bad because, I mean, I'm friends with a lot of players from other teams. So it's kind of cool we all here. Like, we'll see them at the pool, like, hang out. But it's also going to make me a little nervous for once the season gets going, like, full throttle and if people start getting in fights. I'm going to think, like, are there going to be fights outside of the game? Like, someone going to pull up at somebody's house or, like, their apartment? Um, <laughs> so it'll be interesting. I don't know if, if that'll actually happen, but there had to, there tend to be some pretty strong beefs, I would say, or dislikes. So I mean, I'll see if those get exposed, you know, throughout the season. But, yeah, like, I mean, they have a, a player's lounge, too, which is cool. Um, they have a bar for, like, just players who want to just relax. They got, like, ping pong tables outside by the pool. But again, outside where everything's hot. Um, but yeah, like it's pretty good. Like I can't complain too much about like how I'm living. It's just really getting around <laughs> makes me mad. <laughs> that would be crazy if there was like a altercation in either bubble. Like outside, I don't think that. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, I'm t- I'm trying to think if I could even imagine it happening. I think it would have to be somebody would have to really do something dirty in a game for it to it to play out like that. But then again, people are exchanging words and they're all at the players bar together. I don't know. Listen, we just we had two scrimmages in like our little two week preseason and we almost got in two fights. I said, really? <laughs> really guys, this is what we're on this year? Everyone just feisty. So I think it's definitely possible. <laughs> no, I was watching the fir- you know, the opening day games and it was really competitive. People were playing really hard. I mean, you talked about, like, the rookies on Liberty were playing really – everybody was playing really hard. Now, here's one question, though. If uh, if there is a fight at the bar between two players, are you going to tell listeners about it? Are you going to, like, edit out their names and be, like, player A and player B, or are you going to just – like, what's your snitching policy? Um, I don't know. It depends on like what they thought about, you know, like if it's something juicy, I'd be like, oh my gosh, so-and-so <laughs> slept with so-and-so's ex, like, you know, that messy stuff. I might just tell the story, but leave out names. Like, I'm never going to say anybody's name 
Unless it's like me. <laughs> I feel like I ain't, I ain't gonna put your business out there. Or if it makes like the news, which I don't know if it will. It but, would. Um... I think it would. Like <laughs> because especially with all those high schoolers there, they've had the high schoolers there just to like take out their yeah, cameras but they can... and yell World Star if they see anything. Well, yeah, like if we're in the players' lounge, like that's only for WBA people. But like if it happens in the middle of the street, maybe the high schoolers will take a video. <laughs> but I don't think anyone is gonna find it in the middle of the street. I think we're all too tired from riding bikes around campus. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they took away the golf carts, because they want to get that energy out of you guys so there's not, like, full-scale brawls. I mean, maybe that's the – maybe that was a plan all along. So uh, one thing I saw on social media is uh, once once you got to the bubble, you got a present from a, a notable NBA player who uh, – so let, let's tell the listeners about that, because this is somebody who, you know, maybe there's – documented evidence of you bad-mouthing this person on previous podcasts <laughs> for ring chasing but no tell that story and you know please give as many details in terms of how you feel about all the people involved um so we got uh kevin durant sent out our team some sneakers as a i don't know if it was a good luck or just like be safe out there kind of thing. Um, but, you know, that way he's a Brooklyn. He's looking out. <laughs> and, I, you know, I stand by what I said. I didn't like that he went to Golden State. You know, it was never my favorite move. But I can't hate on how he plays. Um, and now that he's for Brooklyn, I'm all KD. Like, let's go, man. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, it was just nice. It was thoughtful. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I just thought it was cool. I haven't worn them out. I haven't worn them yet, though. Well, but. He's following you on social media now, so you gotta. It's it makes sense that you're uh, all KD now. I mean, yeah, like I said, I never didn't like him. I just didn't like that he went to Golden State. I don't think that's a crime. But now he's now he's teammates with Kyrie Irving, who's got to be popular inside the bubble with you guys, right? Uh, he is right now. Actually, it's really funny because he's you know he's offering the money for people yeah. that sat out. Whatever. I'm like, dang, you should have told us this like <laughs> four weeks ago before I opted in. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just think it's awesome what Kyrie's doing too. Um, I just think any time that you know the NBA players are making you know millions and millions of dollars, so I think anything, any time that they can do, you know, even you know the 1.5 is a lot, but you know, even if it was like a hundred thousand, you know, anything uh, helps us, and it just shows that you know. He's appreciative of, like, our craft and our game. He understands the risk, um, and he understands, like, why people would opt out. So it's just nice having, like, knowing that people are kind of in our corner. Yeah. No, I think that that's been a really great thing this season is finally the WNBA, the league, has done a better job of just marketing what was obvious to anybody who was, like, aware of basketball, which is that NBA players love and respect the WNBA. Like, did you see all the – all the guys wearing the orange hoodies. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Even my friends were like, "Yo, can I get an orange hoodie?" I said, Same. Yeah, you can pay for it. They look <laughs> I was good. Like, I'm like, I don't even have an orange hoodie. <laughs> like, you can pay for it, support us. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm going to. I think that it's a it's a great look. Did you have like a favorite uh, a favorite person that you saw um, showing love? Um. I don't, I want to say a favor. I just think it was so, I don't know. I just felt really good to see players just supporting us and, you know, giving us love because, you know, you have all the people behind their computer talking all this shit 
um, who don't matter. And then it's the people that actually understand your craft and your work. You know, they're the ones that show appreciation. Um, so it kind of like, I want to say it validates us, but it's just like, all right, at least the people that really know ball, like understand and like fuck with us, you know, or versus the people behind their screens. Like this past week, I've gotten like seven DMs talk, calling me like a disrespectful bitch or like what? if you hate it here, leave the country. Yeah. Like they'd be so mad. Why? Because of you know we didn't uh, stay on the court oh, for the anthem. Got it. Yeah, but oh, like I the thought players... it was just more jealous dudes that you guys play basketball for a living. Yeah. Oh no no no. Yeah, no. we'll definitely <laughs> let's talk about that next. I just wanted to shout out the one non-basketball player who I saw wearing the hoodie was greatest rapper of all time, Lil Wayne. Uh, mhm. That's pretty yes, cool. Yeah, I was just bumping all his old stuff today. I want to say old, like all his dedication mixtapes. Yeah. I was in the mood for that today, so that's what I was listening to. Yeah. My, my roommates are like, I don't know what type of time she's on today, but well, what kind of she music, seems mad. What kind of music do your roommates like? Because I would guess that, okay, I'm going to guess that Kia's is a huge Drake fan because she's Canadian. And then... Um, no? I'm a, let me hear you. Let me hear your opinions first, and then I'll tell you. All right, and then I think that uh, I would guess Amanda's into like weird French metal music or like goth music. What? No, she's not into like what? weird European rock. Hell no. No. Okay. No. So, so Kia Nurse, um, she does like Drake. She likes The Weeknd. You know all those Canadians. But she likes to like. She used to love the show Glee, so she loves. Oh, she loves Beyonce too. Like Beyonce is her number one. Okay. Um. But yeah, she likes. She listens to a lot of like acoustic versions of songs or like covers, like all the pop music. But then does listen to Drake. You know, some hip hop here and there, a little baby here and there. Um. Okay. Do you yeah, respect really the, the acoustic covers? Because I I felt like there was judgment in your voice. Um. It's not judgment. It's just <laughs> not my style. Like she doesn't play it in the living room so like she knows it's her thing and she's like i ain't even going she's like you guys want to understand it i'm like you're right i don't <laughs> um and then zowie loves all kinds of music besides whatever you said she likes oh yeah <laughs> yeah like she loves drake the weekend um she loves trap music she loves you know r&b you know she loves everything and she loves like her music from the islands um, so yeah, she'd be like, when she puts her phone on shuffle, you don't know what you're going to get, but for the most part, I, I, I like it. Okay, and then, cool. you know, I'm, I'm my typical, you know, R&B, hip hop, a little bit of rap, but it's been a lot of city girls lately. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. I feel like a city girl. I think being in Florida makes me just want to act, want to <laughs> act out. <laughs> so if this whole WNBA thing doesn't work, you can just start scamming people for their credit card info. Uh, that, okay. Hey, you back? Yeah, I'm here. You cut out. What happened? Oh, I just made a City Girls joke. Um. Oh. <laughs> but, uh. My bad. Yeah, no worries. Uh, cool. So, yeah, let's talk about the game. So let's start with, uh, can you take me behind, like, what, what was, how did you guys come to that decision to, uh, to walk off during the National Anthem? Um, well, just want to clarify a few things, because I think it's different when you say we walked off during the anthem. Or before. Because I can feel like, I can say, I can sense that people think that's disrespectful. So we walked off before the anthem played. Like, they always give us a horn, like a 30-second warning. So we heard the horn, we walked off, we were in the locker room. 
So it's not like we are trying to be like, okay, F the flag. You don't mean shit. Like, F this country. You know, we're just going to walk off during the anthem. Like, no, we just left the court. We weren't going to... We're doing our peaceful protests. Like, nobody said we had to be on the court for the anthem if our country doesn't support equality, then why am I supporting this country kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So I just want to clarify that. Um, but it was a lot of talks. We had the, um, we are Breonna Taylor shirts um, that we all wore to the gym. People, Some people warmed up with them. And then for like the last uh, part of warm-ups, we were all changed into the Black Lives Matter with the hashtag, you know, say her name. Um, because we just felt like our league is majority Black women and Black women seem to be, you know, forgotten about. Um, which is, you know, super sad, but, you know, we see ourselves or as, you know, someone that could be in Breonna Taylor's position, you know, it just, it's a sad situation and we just want to bring awareness. Like it's been over 140 days almost that, you know, her killers are free or even still working. Like it shouldn't be mm-hmm. like that. So we just want to keep bring, keep bringing awareness to the conversation because, you know, she is one person out of many victims and we can't. You know, it's hard to fight for all all at once, but you just have to stay, take it one step at a time and just keep bringing awareness. And uh, that's what we can do with our platform, especially now that, you know, there's not too many sports leagues going on at the moment. So it's, you know, it's what we can do to help. And we even, we talked to her mother. Her mother gave us permission for the shirts, for the names in the jersey. We, jersey. we ran everything by her. And, you know, obviously it's hard for her, but she, you know, feels the same way. Like, just keep bringing awareness because, you know, her daughter isn't the only victim and unfortunately will probably not be the the last one so we have to just keep bringing awareness um and doing what we can just to make sure that her voice is heard um because i mean i see it all the time on social media like the black woman is you know the most forgotten woman in america uh, which is sad but that's the reality we live in so we're trying to do what we can this season um like i said just to keep people talking keep the movement going uh bring awareness and to you know make sure these victims don't go unnoticed or their killers keep walking free yeah i thought it was very patriotic because what you guys are doing is you're trying to push america to be a better country through your activism so i think that um if anybody out there sees it as non-patriotic they probably should just widen their lens and look at how it fits into the entire American story. Like, it's not like you guys are doing this for a great reason. You're not walking off before the national anthem just to do it. You're doing it because America needs to improve in terms of how, uh, it, and how it lets cops police communities, how it lets social programs treat black people all over the country. So I think that people should see it that way. Was it, uh, was it, was there one person whose idea it was and then it came out from grew out from there or was it a collective idea or how did um how did you guys decide on protesting in that specific way? Um we have there's a group of I want to say six players uh from the league who are on a panel-ish thing. I don't know, basically it's a social justice council like for like for us as players like to try to figure out what we can do so we have like six players that represent that like to hear our voices and so those six players are in a group chat with every player's team rep and so each team has one rep and then the alternative so the player reps like i'm a player rep and then we have an alternative so people were asking these questions like your ideas and this and this 
So I'm gathering information and sending it to the six people in the council. And then they're all like, you know, kind of doing the final decisions, all that kind of stuff. And then they send out, you know, info like, how do you feel about this, this and this as your team? Team gives back to us. So it's kind of a, we have a whole process of it. Um, but there's a girl on my team, Lasia Clarendon, who is a point guard. Mm-hmm. She's super into activation, like loves loves it. It's her passion. She's all for, you know, black rights, gay rights, everything. Like she is amazing. I love her. She's so nice and like very, very passionate. So she, we get, I get, you know, stuff pretty quickly because it's like, what do you think about this, this, and this? You know, I love it. I don't know if that's going to work. Um, but yeah, so like they're always in constant contact. Like in the group chat, we probably get like, you know, 50 messages a day, kind of just things that we can do. Well, at least it was before our first game, like trying to figure out the t-shirt setup, trying to figure out what we're going to do to protest because it is in our little constitution, you know, the right to peaceful protest or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. And we're just ex- exercising that right, but that's a different story. Um, but yeah, so before our first game, it was a lot, like we were on calls a lot, a lot of messages, a lot of calls, um, but yeah, like I think it worked out good, and then we're gonna continue it for the rest of the season. Um, we had a meeting with our team, so for the first game, we kind of want to do every team's first game. We want to do a league-wide thing. So we asked all the teams, like, "Are you okay walking off before the anthem?" Every team said yes, and so that's what we're gonna do. And then they said, you know, after the first game, if you feel like you want that time to pray or whatever, you can stay on the court. We're not gonna like we're not forcing you to do anything. Um, but then, like, after that, it's kind of up to each team. But I know, like, the New York Liberty, we don't want to be on the court for the anthem. So that's what we're going to continue to do. And I know a lot of other teams feel the same way. I think that that's really good. And I think that uh, it's also important because now now everybody's kneeling. And it's going to get to the point, like, in baseball, football, basketball, or I don't know about in the NBA, but uh, – you know, all these players are kneeling to show solidarity, and that's great. But there needs to be a group that makes people uncomfortable about this issue because that's the only way that it'll get fixed in terms of equality and policing across the country. And the WNBA has always been at the front. And I think that uh, it's great that you guys continue to be at the front of that because – this is definitely a thing that needs to change in America. Exactly. And this is kind of off topic, but obviously when we're doing something like this, we get backlash. And so I think it's funny that I've, we've been on Bleacher Report and Shade Room. And, you know, of course, I'm a girl, so I'll be nosy. So I'll be looking through the comments. And I see so many people like, oh, my God, look what they're doing for their four fans. Like, everybody's going to see this. But what's crazy is, like, you're seeing it and you're not a fan. So we're going to reach way more people than they think. So, like, I take it kind of, you know, yeah, they can hate, they can do whatever, but, like, we're still getting exposure. Like, we're getting on top, you know, social sites, news sites. We're getting exposure whether they watch the game or not. And that's kind of what our message was for this season. Like, if you want to watch our game, great. and support is great. But you will see what we're doing. And I think that's, like, the bottom line for me. I just think it's funny, like, you talk all this shit about what we got and what we don't got, but, yeah, you seeing what we're doing. And I think that's, you know, it's a little satisfaction yeah. on my part. And also, f- 
fuck that person with their comment because if like I saw those threads and somebody would write that shit and then the next twelve comments would be WNBA fans being like these women are heroes this is amazing yeah. uh and you know and just like diehard fans like clearly they're diehard fans from the post like they'd be like oh my god I love Brianna Stewart or whatever it is which is yeah, yeah. you know what I think that uh it was really great that uh. That you guys were at the were the first game too because uh, who, what's your uh, now I'm, what the name of your uh, of your point guard who uh, she gave the speech with Brianna Stewart at the very beginning yeah that's Lasia yeah that's Lasia yeah. she's the one I was talking about who's like super passionate super into this she was so nervous before that speech um, but she was like yeah the first sentence I kind of was so shaky but you know. I called him. I was like, yeah, it sounded really good. Like, no, she was very great. passionate. She did a great job. And then I thought that Brianna Stewart did such a great job. She made up for all the Karens out there. She really, <laughs> she, she really right. uh, put her thumb on the right side of the, of white girl allyship or whatever, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, I just feel like we're not asking for a lot. We just want equality and to not get killed. Like, yeah, that's it. You know, it's not like we're asking to be treated like we're, you know, royalty and that we're better than everyone. Like, no, we just want to be equal. We just want to know that, you know, we're going to be okay if we call the cops. Like, we just want to know it's, that it's not going to escalate just because of our skin color or our gender. It's like, that's such basic stuff that is being asked for. Uh, being treated fairly by police. Being not having your vote suppressed. Like, the most basic ideals of what it is to be an American. I think that um anybody who has who's capable of empathy eventually is going to come around on this issue because it's like how much do you need to see another group suffer before you want them to not suffer anymore right like it should be common sense but it's not you know sometimes people just don't fully see what we're saying, um, which, you know, I can allot a little bit to that, but, you know, you can also do research and see, like, what we're talking about. That also helps. But anyways, you know, yeah, another conversation. <laughs> I mean, like, a similar story was, uh, you know, Maya Moore spent the last two years trying to get this guy out of jail for a – he was convicted and there was not a lot of evidence to support that conviction. And then when – you know, when he did get out of jail, they did the media tours and everybody that heard the story heard exactly how little evidence there was that this guy should have ever been in jail in the first place. Like, right. it was like nothing. It was like, oh, well, he was a black guy in a town in the in the south and there was an eyewitness who probably wasn't there making an act. Like, it was ridiculous. So, yeah, the information and the truth is on is on like our side collectively in terms of, uh, you know, there's a preponderance of evidence to use a legal term that black people are treated unfairly by police. And, uh, you know, you know, what, uh, have made me think about this. Uh, so do you, you know who, uh, representative John Lewis is? Mm-hmm. So he passed away recently when he was, he protested with Martin Luther King and when he was protesting as a young man with Martin Luther King, there was like 30% approval rating for the protests that they were doing. And current day, looking back on those protests, there is like a 90-something percent approval rating. And this is going to oh, wow. go the exact same way. So like 
the people that are saying shitty shit in your DMs are just going to be the people <laughs> that have to like lie to their grandkids when their grandkids were like, so was it pretty cool when you saw athletes being social actors? They're going to be like, yeah, I thought it was great. <laughs> It'll just be like, yeah, you know, it was a, a time that was so inspiring. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to reach out and give my thoughts to them and my support. You know. <laughs> right. But do you, do you feel like more people are watching right now? Cause I mean, I, I feel like just going online, like this is the most I've seen people, uh, talking about the WNBA and stuff. Um, it seems to be a lot right now. Um, I think just with everything happening and then with no sports and now sports are back, I feel like at least basketball fans, they're, wishing you know for something to watch and so now that we have kind of all eyes on us and the nba right now um you know i think that's kind of why our viewership is up and you know he broadcasts this on espn you know people will watch yes i feel like it's not rocket science so it's really not it's really <laughs> not and uh do you feel like and also they just added like 17 televised games so i think that all the signs show that uh, people are people are into it. Uh, do you feel like your team specifically has a lot more attention because you have a pretty high-profile rookie on the team? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, she is definitely why we have our ESPN games right now. I'm yeah. not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> um, but it was kind of funny because I had seen a tweet when our schedule came out, the TV schedule came out, and we had I don't know how many games it was, and then this player from another team who I won't say. Um, kind of has some Twitter fingers and was like, I don't get why New York has all these games on TV when we finished better than them in their rankings last year. Like, this don't make sense. Da, 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 da. Like, maybe I get this team because they finished better. But New York, like, that's crazy. I'm like, you know why. Like, <laughs> you know why. Like, and sometimes politics plays a role in it. And they want to promote a certain player. That's, that's life. I get it. So I'm just going to take it for what it is, use it to our advantage. And, um, yeah, I think it's been great. Uh, that's probably why one of the reasons we had the very first game this season is probably because of Sabrina. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean. I don't think so either. It is. No. And I think you guys are really set up for success long term. I mean, we were talking before, like, you know, you guys lost Kia, uh, Kia Nurse for most of your first game and still looked good against Seattle, who's one of the best teams in the league. And you get yeah. Asia back next year, like. Yeah, I, think... I mean, it's so great to hear you say this because we didn't play good. <laughs> but you guys <laughs> played hard and you you played, like, on the same page. Look, it's – with young teams, it's – you got to look at it different because there's always going to be, like, four or five plays where somebody gets an easy layup because, you know, somebody doesn't – I mean, it's just – it's just nice to hear you say that because, to be honest, like, no, we did not play well. Our spacing was so bad. We didn't know what we were doing, but we played hard for the most of, for most of the game, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the best part. So I'm going to take the, yeah, we look good as a compliment, even though, like, I guess we're harder on ourselves, but well, I, think you guys I don't know. Gonna... I feel like we have a lot to improve on. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do think that you guys are going to get more and more televised games. That's more so what I'm thinking, because you guys are going to get better because you're so young, and then, you know, I guess – with Sabrina being the star, you guys are just going to be on TV a lot. So this this lady and her Twitter fingers, she's going to have to start doing finger exercises because <laughs> she's going to really need them. Oh, man. Yeah, but, I mean, I haven't heard anything since then. 
So maybe it was just to get this off my chest and then she understands it. I don't know. But speak, I didn't ask any questions. Speaking of your spacing, uh, you're shooting threes now. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Our coach, um, we, like, this is how we start practice. We do some ball handling. We do some finishing drills, you know, making laps. And he's like, okay, threes. So that's all we work on in practice is layups and threes. No mid-range. So he I, was like, even before our first game, he was like, I'm, if you take 11 threes and miss 11, I want you to take the 12th one. I was like, all right. I think so it's good I'm glad for, I, made one. I think it's good for you specifically, though, because, like, if they close out on you hard, you can go by them, and then also you're never going to really have your shot obstructed. Like, who's going to be able to obstruct your shot? I think it's – and you got the KD shoes now, so you're <laughs> – you know, it's, I just it's destiny. I just like KD. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's – um. I mean, it's – it's not like I could never shoot it. I just wouldn't do it in a game. Like, in practice, I would just do it all the time, like, messing around or, like, on drills and stuff. All right, let me just pop back for the three. But it was so much different in the game because my confidence level was not always there. Like, with my outside shot. So now I feel more comfortable. Our coach is like, yeah, you're one of our consistent shooters at practice, consistent shooters at practice. So just do it in the game. If you miss it, so what? Like, so-and-so missed every single three, every single three they took yesterday. Like, they kept shooting, so why not you? So it's kind of a a nice thing to hear. And it's also actually funny. We had media day. And uh, I guess Walt, he's our coach, he was talking about me shooting threes in his little press conference. So then the reporters asked me, and they were like, yeah, you know, Walt said your shot has gotten so much better. Uh, we know that your assistant coach is known as a shot doctor. Like, how have you and her worked together this past week to really change and improve your shot? I was like, I haven't worked with her at all on my shot. <laughs> they were like, what, really? I was like, no. They're like, well, then he said you're a good shooter. I said, yeah. I could always shoot a little bit. I just want to do it in the game. I'm like, don't try to play me. I didn't say that. I said that about it. But I just thought it was funny. Um, but yeah, like, my coach is super cool. He, like, gives me lots of compliments, which I'm not necessarily used to. But it's it's nice. Like, it's nice to now, I think hear that sometimes. I think it's really good that that is a, a focus because – like, you know, obviously Amanda's very comfortable in, like, on the block and, you know, posting up and mm-hmm. stuff. And you being able to be out there, it opens up the entire offense for everybody else. Like, it makes so much sense uh, because it just puts everybody kind of in their best possible situation because – um, you know, other people can drive and kick out to you, or if Amanda's in the like by the basket, there's nobody who can help onto her. Like, I just, I think it's really well, smart. Well, actually, Zally is originally a popper. Like, that way, used to not like to go in and bang. She's like just added that to her game. So now we're kind of like reversing. I want to say reversing because Zally's still gonna pick a pop. Like, she loves to shoot. Um, but yeah, like even today, our coach is like, yeah, we just want this five-out offense. Like, make their bigs have to guard you on the perimeter. And I was like, no, that's true because I don't want to guard people on the perimeter. So I know they don't want to guard me on the perimeter either. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out good once we get a, a better feel for each other for sure. And you get the whole year, like this year, uh, obviously with like um, missing Asia and then just having a lot of rookies, like the expectation is that it's going to be a growing year. So you really can just practice your three in-game situations as much as you want with 
lower stakes than if the expectation was championship or something. Right, yeah. So we'll see. But enough about our team. What what else on the list? <laughs> uh, do you watch the Snoop Dogg DMX versus battle? I did not. I don't even know when it was. Oh, you I didn't was probably watch in practice. No, yeah. I was probably in practice. <laughs> it was it was really good. Uh Oh, it is. It, yeah, it's probably online somewhere. I'm sure it's on YouTube, but uh I mean, I you're DMX is uh, DMX is a little before your time. You missed the the peak I mean, DMX. I mean, I still listen to I still listen to DMX, so. Okay. Well, if you're a DMX, I mean, DMX and Snoop both like like Snoop is still in great shape and you can just tell what a good MC he is in terms of like controlling the energy of a room and all that kind of stuff. He was doing mm-hmm. that on Instagram in an empty room like but you still feel watching at home like he controls the vibe of it and then dmx uh is just he's so undeniable it was it was really a great battle but i bring it up because now they're trying to rope chris brown into doing a versus with somebody did you see that yeah that'd be so good he doesn't want to do it he only wants to do one against himself where he does like both sides and he goes he does his young songs on one side, and then he goes and does, and it's like, okay, uh, no, we actually want to see you compete against someone else, but that's what he wants. To yeah, do. I mean, okay, I see it either way, but I mean, maybe he'll come around. I think it's more for like the fans just want to see it. I don't really take it as a competition, um, but I mean, everyone makes everything a competition, but you know, teach his own. I hope he does it though. Him and Usher would be good. I love both of them a lot. That's, uh, so I don't know who I would pick, but I think Chris would get the recency bias for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think that, yeah, Chris would. Uh, Chris, w- I think Chris would win against any of the current people in that field, with the possible exception of like I. Th- I don't think he could beat Beyonce. I think he beats everybody else though. I think Chris versus Drake would be a good one, but I don't think they would do it. I don't think so. That'd be that'd be good though too. Uh, so Kia, uh, we're uh, we're recording this the second half of this on Thursday, and the NBA is about to come back. Uh, what team are you most excited to see? And is there any team that you think has an advantage from being in the bubble? Um, from being in the bubble, I don't think any team has like an advantage. Um, well, I, mean, I maybe- think. I don't know. Go I think ahead. the team with J.R. Smith has a little bit of an advantage because uh, he's stuck in the bubble. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, it's just different. I mean, it's whoever can adapt to the bubble life, but I'm just assuming that their bubble is different than our bubble, so I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, I feel like the NBA has a lot of divas that aren't going to be okay with certain things, so... I think they made it happen for them. But anyways, um, I'm most looking forward to seeing my Lakers. You know, LeBron, I know his knee's feeling great. He's rested. Uh, he got a long-ass beard now. You know, he's been waiting for this moment. So the, internet, a... the internet is loving his beard. I mean, the thing that he – every uh, photo he posts – not everyone, but he always posts the caption – like gray in the beard or whatever it is, but the internet's been ragging on it so much. But he's leaned into it, and uh, I don't know. I th- actually think he's like dying it now. I think he's. I think that spot's grown since he uh, started with that hashtag. 
<laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I think I think this rest will help them the most. I mean, I think I mean that's just what I think. I feel like you know he's he's a, he's not young no more, and I say he's old, but he's older in basketball years, and um, any rest can do you good. Especially like even for me, like fresh out of quarantine, I was like excited to get back playing. Like my body felt good. Um, like you for kind of forget how long you've been playing and those wear and tears on your body don't feel so bad. So I think it's kind of good that they got a, a fresh start, you know, some fresh legs, some time to rest. Cause that can do wonders for your body. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I think that, uh, I think that he feels like this scenario gives them an advantage. I mean, I haven't seen LeBron this confident about, his team since he was on the heat. I mean, I know those Cavs teams were really good, but I don't remember him tweeting and posting with this much confidence since he was on the heat. Yeah. I, I think I agree. Agree to that. And he, but I've been seeing a lot. I mean, of course, you know, ESPN sports center, they're always going to talk about LeBron all the time, but I've been just seeing like how he's hype and he's ready to go too. It's not just, you know, LeBron highlights. It's actually him posting stuff, him in the gym, him shooting, I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able, we'll be able to watch some games. It'll actually better for me, like time zone wise, since I don't have to stay up until four in the morning to watch games anymore. Yeah, no, I'm sure they'll they'll accommodate you guys. I think uh, both leagues are loving like the social media interplay and that kind of stuff, and like people giving props across leagues. And I think that like it's just it's good for both you guys to see each other play. Like it's. Because there is like a community being built, I f- it feels like at least. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, ex- for sure. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, to... it's definitely good for us. Go ahead, sorry, I didn't mean to cut uh, you off. I, no, I was just I'm excited for the NBA to come back. I'm excited to keep watching the WNBA. I mean, I think that you know there's been some really great games already, and uh, I I you know now that more games are going to be on ESPN, that'll be even better because. It took me like 30 minutes to find CBS Sports on the internet and stuff. Not a great website, but uh, listen, CBS Sports. You know, grateful that they're showing our games, but it is hard to find online, especially when I'm overseas trying to watch it. I, it's like hard to find. Yeah, it's like on their front page. Maybe put a link to the WNBA game, like where you can go to it, because. Anybody going to CBSSports.com at 8 p.m., that's the only reason they're going for. But I don't want to end on a negative note. Uh, I'm really excited about basketball moving forward, and I'm excited to check in with you again next week. Thanks to everybody listening. And uh, Yeah, thanks, fo- guys. It's been great. And, uh, yeah, reach out to, uh, you know, reach out to Kia on Instagram at kstokes41 and me at Will Posnan. Uh Thanks, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you guys.